Hi guys! Hello! Right, we're all, this is a quick extra episode. This is on what have we been watching on television. Now, we're not going to turn away in any programs, because we can talk freshly and casually. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is what we've all watched. is Staged, with David Tennant oh, I saw and Michael Sheen. Don't forget with comics. Fucking funny. There's, there's, there's comments people in it, so it counts. Yeah. Okay, Mandy, what do you think to it, first of all? Yeah, I loved it. It was... I loved the fact today where there's so many in-gags in it, and like you, you got the... Started bringing in serious actors who were just taking the piss out the of themselves. The cameos were amazing. Yeah, each one actually hit the mark completely. And I can remember... Full one remembers in Amanda's face when Samuel L. Jackson came into it. It took you about a minute to twig who it was, Yeah, as soon as he started swearing that video from it, it's like, yeah, that's him. And um, what do you say, Mandy, about compare you compared him to something off of Mike before, didn't you? Yeah, when it reminded me of when he did Snicks on the Plane, the way he was swearing. What did you think of Samuel Jackson and that, Michael? I, I loved the cameos because it's so yeah. sort of unexpected. It was. And it, I think it was good. I seem to recall some of the later ones. The third episode had Adrian Lester in it at the camera. Yes. And the last one had Judy Dent. They announced them. I don't recall seeing Samuel Jackson's name mentioned so. at the beginning of it. Well, it is the thing of. They talk about the other actor, yeah, who left, and then they got Michael Sheen, and it's sort of you don't expect to you'll sit there, you think it's just a throwaway thing, yeah, and it's really not. <laughs> I know it is. What got me with it was when Samuel Jackson came in, you can tell he had a good time on that episode. Oh, I'm sure he did. And it's what did you put, Mandy? Let me ask you then. Do you think a lot of that was improvised? It felt improvised in yeah. place, didn't it? I wonder if they did the Curb Your Enthusiasm thing of we have an outline for this is what we want to do with the scene. Improvise. Yeah, I think so straight and away. As long but... as we get there, we're good. Yeah. And what did you both reckon to the casting gags at the end of it? And the other bit in it when David Tennant gave his real name away, didn't they? And then the next episode they came up with David Smith, Michael Sheen. They have been outed, basically, aren't they? Indeed. And then, like, it was it, and um, they called himself that, was it, Bastard David Tennant, wasn't it, or something? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that snivelling bastard David Tennant cropped up in the third episode like that. Yeah, I like that they have the little extra bit that affects the credits for the next show. Yeah. What the next episode. It was fantastic, it really was. And it's only 15 to 18 minutes long each episode, and they're on BBC iPlayer in England. Don't know how you get them elsewhere. If you're tracking them, worth it. Apparently... Apparently it took them like a week to do the, the entire thing. That didn't surprise me. I heard something similar. But uh, the script felt like it had been probably mapped out for a probably couple of weeks before. Possibly, yeah. But David Tennant is a very busy man. And cause he's got his podcast coming back soon as well. David Tennant talks chats on how that's coming. And he's also in the Dennis Nielsen drama and ITV shortly as well. And he doesn't know comedy people want He's been a busy man. But it felt like it was done very quickly. And it worked. I loved... The Adrian Lester cameo on the third Me episode. Because you don't really know Adrian Lester, man, do no. you? I know him for his, for his stage work and also Hustle. Yeah, I know. Because he's, he's a notorious thespian. And that's his serious actor. That's why they got him just taking the piss I, out of himself completely. I think that. a lot of the cameos they got. Just because, like, like you said, Adrian Lester's known for like. Being this suave guy in Hustle yeah. and being this serious Shakespearean actor. Yeah. And I think a lot of them they got for just come play around and just have a mess about. Yeah, just a day's work, basically. I felt like, and you could tell that I loved the fact was 
he, the pair of them stressed him out that much he just gave up and walked off. <laughs> but then, like in the last episode, they brought Judy Dench in, and oh my good grief, she terrified me in that last episode. What did she do? Did, 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 did she just turn on swore at the pair of them? I never heard swear like that before. Fucking grow up like that. And it's like the equivalent of having well, sorry, kids and banging their heads together. I also like the fact that they were bickering and then Judy then turned up and oh, I'm, I'm not the <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely superb. It was well done. I don't know who the lad was that played the director. He was the, he was the actual director. Oh, was it the actual director? Yeah. Oh, wow. He was the actual writer, director. Oh, I didn't know that. But what I loved about him was. I've never seen him before. I loved it by the last episode. He was absolutely terrifying. I, I think the only one that was sort of a straight up character was the uh, was the lady who's supposed to be the money behind the play. Ah, she was the only one that was sort of a straight up character. Everyone's versions of themselves. Yeah. Um. Did you? How do you both feel about the talk going around about the wives and that Rude could be getting a spin-off series? I I would watch that. I. I I they, would watch that. They definitely stole the show when they came on. They both yeah. did brilliantly, didn't they? So, yeah, love to see it. So, well worth your time, guys. We, we've, we've seen Georgia before in like, Doctor Who and stuff. Yeah, she's done and she did a comeback in Doctor Who, didn't she? Did Caught she? up again, yeah, in yeah. one of the audio, audio oh, adventures okay. with David Tennant, actually, I believe. So it's well, which is interesting because she's married to him and she yeah. played his daughter. Yeah, and she met him on that series digital TV series. And, yeah. and, and, she's, <laughs> and she's the daughter of David Tennant's doctor. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, it's proper strange. I'd love to see it, but I, I don't want to ever do it now. They could do. Listen, we want we want a crossover. The Doctor's Daughter, David Tennant's Doctor, and Peter Davison's Doctor as a freehand. Well, to be fair, we did get the Tennant Davidson sort of mini episode crossover. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see the three of them. Yeah, who knows? Right. Okay. What else have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching The Old Guard. Oh, yes, we want to talk about that next, don't we? Oh, I loved it. I loved ah, it so that. much. It was a good film, that. Hey, Changed a few things around with that on the plotting because I know the original TV series of comics are really well, but it was a good film, really good film. It was, yeah, I loved it. It felt, it, what, tell me, Amanda, if you agree with the last years, Amanda, did you feel like you watched a big block action blockbuster in the cinema on Netflix, didn't it? Yeah, but I did drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> did drinking a lot of vodka help you that film, Amanda? Yeah. I mean, you know, can't really hurt. <laughs> no, it, it was really good fun. And um, what did you both into the casting in it? I've got up in here. I, I think the casting was pretty much perfect. It was casting was very good. Um, obviously, she, I can never get her name right. Charlene. Charlene Theron. Theron, that was it. She was the lead in it, playing Andy, and she was really good in it. I felt as well, to be honest with And um, the only actress, a Kinky Lane, that played Now Freeman, the new new girl to the team. I didn't know. I didn't. I've not seen her in anything before. Neither. But she was really good to I felt the three guys that played him the men in it, I loved the scene in it between, and I've got a terrible the name now, Sebastian and Niccolo. I think, I think it was Oh, in, in, the, in, yeah. in the van, yeah. In the van, yeah. I loved, I loved the fact, I loved the fact that, cause, because because they're, they're, they're partners in that. And it's, it was taken from the card, isn't it? Yeah, that bit was. That bit was. They followed it pretty tight with that first save. I, I, I love the, I love the fact of because they were taunting, "Whoa, what is he, your boyfriend?" And I, I love the fact that it just responded, "You're a child." Yeah, that's a, yeah, that I, whole speech was amazing. That that was a really good speech, man. What do you reckon, man? Yeah. Wasn't it? It's like anybody that obviously is in another relationship, and a man would sat there thinking, "That's a really deep relationship." 
They were beautifully done. Well, they kind of followed that in the comics to a degree, too, which is well they, so. They de they definitely sort of got. They de they definitely made me believe that they'd been together for that long. Yeah, it was exceptionally good. It was really, really. Because sometimes you you see people in films that are supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, and you you go. Yeah, all right, mate, whatever. Because they've got no chemistry whatsoever. And it's all a bit... Yes. But, but oh, those, sorry about that today, two, guys. My, my, my laptop's playing up here. But those, that I, those two definitely sold me on it. Yeah, they did. I loved um, Harry Melling in it as well, who played the villain. Ah, yes. Yeah. And um, he, he had some... I'm not... He looked at him, he looked at him, he looks really, really geeky, didn't he? But I think what he did was it made him really, really hate it more to where he got really antagonised. I like the fact that they didn't go the sort of generic villain boring route of, oh, he looks geeky, but he does crab the gar and this, that and the other. Yeah, he just sounded like he said, I don't think he knew what he stepped into with those guys completely at all. That's why. No, it's fascinating. The one bit, did you know what the one big plot change was, Michael? What was that? Involving Charlie, Charlene was in the actual comics... In the film, we're going to spoil it away here before we know. She loses her immortality. Yes. In the comics, that's not the case. Ah. That's why. Now, at the end of the comic, this film, they've led straight into the second sequel, which apparently has been seen in 70 million houses, this film has. Netflix I, alone. And I, I think that warrants a war sequel, yeah. don't you? I liked the... I liked the sort of tactics that they... That they do immediately when they find out that she has lost her immortality. Of they're constantly putting her in the middle between everybody else. Yeah. Like even when they're just walking, even when they're just walking, it'll be like one or two of them, then her, and then the rest. Yeah, I find it really. It was really fascinating. It changed and, dynamics of the team. Yeah. But it, it didn't feel too much out of place. And what do you think, Amanda? Did it did it jar you when they did that bit? No. Because it changed the dynamic of the team in the comics to a degree, but they still felt like they felt like it was working as a film. Sometimes you do big changes in films like that, and jar and balance it. But I thought it worked really well. I did too, and I think it's the thing of having the creator in Greg Rucker doing the writing for the thing, and having a female director and female producers. Yeah, I do as well. I do as well. Sort of bring that diversity together. Did it feel like a boys a boys only adventure to you? I'll ask you a lot of questions, Because no, really. they had the two with two females yeah. in it, didn't it? And do you think do you like this seem to stand out more than the men? I think they do in the comics, strip told you. Do you like the fact they're like he's good strong female characters? Yeah. And that's what I said to you again. Anyone's wondering who Greg Rucker is. That is his, that's one of his specialties. Yes, specialties. He's also recently done Stumptown, a TV series, yeah. which me and Amanda and Michael all yeah. loved. The old guard is completely different. <laughs> It's nothing like it at all, but it's got the element of what's really good about his stuff is the fact is it are good female strong characters. You get like a lot of male writers, and this is truthful. I can't do it. I don't. I know you don't. I know you don't write tons, Michael, but I can't. Can you write female characters? Um, so I think one of the one of the rare people that can do it, and he gets it down to a team. Does I think one of one of the things that he does that I really like is he doesn't put. It doesn't have the scenes that we've all seen, that we've all had in um, 
whatever blockbuster or TV show when there's two women talking and all they're talking about is the men. And that's it. That's all yeah. they talk about. Yeah. He does. He's, he seems to step away from his pitfalls. There's been a lot of criticism gone around of Kirst has just, just come out at the moment, the new TV series. Yeah, the, the Frank Miller one. Did you hear about this one? No. Well, can I come on to it probably in a later date, but apparently there's been five men, apparently, out of six that were directing it, or executive producing it. And apparently, the first half an hour of it was fairly well done, like women, direct, and then suddenly it went to a really explicit lesbian scene. That apparently, as you can tell, basically, it was aimed at the male. Yeah. You know what I mean? Male gaze. I think gaze. that's one of the benefits with Old Guard, of having, like, they have Greg Rucker, or... Who is the you know everything came from his mind so yeah why not have him but they have a female director and female producers putting their input into that yeah I agree and that's what made it a really standout really good film for me I said if it's if it's been seen in seventy million households it's only been out what a week and a week and a bit is it yeah. week and a half that says me straight they they were the back Netflix camera has a hit basically. And it's hard mixed to varying reviews but we thought it's fantastic I I I definitely want a Sequel. Yeah, me too as well. Especially if that little tease at the end. Oh, yeah. No, well, interesting. On the second series of comics, the fifth issue that came out last week, I've not got it, it's, it's, it's in the post somewhere, but it, it covers on Andy's partner from the past. Yes. Who was supposed to hint in that thing, so it's going to be... I think they're heading in the right direction with it. So. Yeah, another thing I liked about Old Guard is that they have these... Like, they, ha- they have the sexual diversity, but they don't address it, it's just what the characters are. Yeah. You don't I, make a big thing of, oh, we have these characters. Yeah. What I liked, what the fact was, like, you know, we had a scene in it, I'm too you remember this one, we had the two guys up together, then the other two four, Niall came on, Niall's, Niall came there, Andy's got regrets from the past relationships, and the other guy was, I forgot his name. But that's why, it added a lot, there was a depth. I, I like that they didn't try and force a romance with Andy and Booker as well. Booker, yeah, absolutely one, yeah. Because they have they have their moments and you can tell that they care about each other, but they didn't try and force that and take it to a yeah. a, a force a romance. I'm glad song. they didn't, it would have been a mistake. And same with yeah. Andy and Niall hopefully won't go down the stage. They haven't done in the second season of the comics. There's a third miniseries planned apparently next year. So we'll see. Right, okay. The last thing I want to talk about today is two quick things. One Michael's not seen, and I'll see I'll see if Michael's seen in a minute as well. I want to talk first of all about Doom Patrol season two. You're an episode ahead of us, aren't you? I am, yes. We're up to episode five, I believe, Manager, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you all felt about it so far, season two? I think it's better than season one. Remember? Mm, different than the good one, I think. Yeah. Do, 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 obviously, I can both we're not had any sign of Mr. Nobody yet, have we? No, I the and, thing with, and I think he overdid it first season. Troop the thing with this, nobody of having him narrate it and having him sort of break the fourth wall, it it just got to be a little bit much, and it was almost overshadowing the characters. Whereas season two, you get you get space for them to breathe. Yeah, I love. What did you both think to Mark Shepard's cameo on the end of the first episode? It's Mark Shepard. It's his name. Yeah, it's just, it's like he's playing Crown. Yeah, that's, that's what he's doing in my head, doesn't it? Yeah. And <laughs> I've got to tell you, what, I loved the episode. It's like half Crowley, half Constantine. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. What did you both reckon to Danny the Streets episode? I, when we had the sex men come into the mix. Yeah, it was, 
That was very, very the surreal. The thing with Doom Patrol is they can sort of get away with that. Yeah. They can have these super weird... It's almost sort of... It's almost sort of Doctor Who, like Doctor Who in a way, of they can have these weird things and and it just be normal because that's the show. Yeah, I know it's... I love the fact that it was so Robot Man in it. <laughs> and he refusing to go in there. And I said, you always look at me! And he's like, sky high. And he obviously drugged him up in his house. And he was, he was dancing on Adeline and not swearing as much. It was just... It was really well done. Really, really well done, the episode. And then, how do you both feel about Niles's or a.k.a. Chief's daughter? Dorothy. Dor- I like Dorothy. I'm surprised that they haven't... I'm surprised that with the Danny episode that they didn't make a Friends of Dorothy comment. Yeah, I was a bit surprised that one. There's been a few surprises in this series in Australia so far, but it's been a really good series, and it's only, it's only eight episodes this time as well. It I like, makes a small faster. I like that the villain so far isn't... Well, it's not the sort of villain so far, which you'll know if you've seen it, is this isn't that big a presence yet. There's little bits here and there, but it's not a big thing. Yeah, no, I agree completely. So, agree completely. It's been, it's been a fascinating series to watch so far. So. And just get and it sort of builds up and builds up. No, but I've really enjoyed it. It's been a really good series. I've done, it's only eight episodes, but that's the pacing's been quicker, hasn't it? Yeah. Because in eight episodes, last the first season was just 15 episodes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it was a lot slower. It worked, but it totally been different. I've really it, enjoyed this. There was a couple of episodes that seemed, there was a couple of episodes that seemed to me like just put in for a filler. Yeah, I felt that was well. But it's been a great series. Right, Michael, before we, me and Amanda come on to one last series we've watched, is there anything else you've been watching that you want to talk about? Um, not really. Okay, we're going to talk about Lassa then. Although, Amanda, do you want to talk about Starfield and Agents of Shields? You're still on them at the moment, aren't you? Mm, we're going to hang on to that until you watch them all. I've watched the first uh, episode of Starfield. Should we talk about it next time? Because Amanda, Amanda's, uh, Amanda's on it. You're on episode nine, aren't you? Um, no, seven. Seven. Well, will that be next time we meet? Probably that probably finish, and we'll get on to that then. And um, Agent of Shields, you've got about the same, similar amount of episodes left, haven't you? So, yeah. Yeah, come the next time. Okay, we want to talk about Warrior Unknown. Come on, the last thing, okay? Now, Warrior Nun, if anyone's interested, is based on the comic character. I've put my mobile's beep, laptop's beep there, sorry. It's based on the Warrior Nun Arena by Ben Dunn. It was apparently eventually developed as a feature film adaptation. Then became a TV series on Netflix, so this side has run a bit more that way. So, I've really enjoyed this series actually. First series, what did you recommend to it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. One of my favourite series for a while. Yeah, what's good about it, man, that Michael was Monday, this is the fun bit of this. Amanda's completely disagreed with the reviews I've read on this. It doesn't make me smiles. I've read quite a few reviews comparing to Buffy. I don't think it's like Buffy. I think that's a lazy mm. comparison. But it worked really well because what was really good about See, it. See, they, they always do that female fronted TV show. There are comments where I always like Buffy. Yeah. What worked really well with it was? I like Buffy as well. I like <laughs> Buffy. I, I'm a woman. <laughs> You're like, my Michael's like Willow when looks like aren't you? Because that meant you, Angel. <laughs> you, you, you'd be Sandra. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Sandra, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 Even though you don't know who that is. I'll, I'll be okay. Mike. I'll be Spike. <laughs> Spike your hair. But, um, what I've got to say about um, um, this um, age, Warrior Nun is very briefly. 
is what worked really well like on this was the pacing on the series. It was eight episodes, was it? I think it was eight, wasn't it? Yeah. What was really good about it was by the end of it, they'd got all these women together. But one, two, five of them, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, five of them. And by the end of it, Michael, he had all, and he basically he'd left plenty of things open. And when they finished what they did, you were saying, we turned around and said, no, they can't finish it like that. But they just, they, what they did, Michael, was really well was when they bought that Ava and Ava Silver in it originally, um, originally when she bought her into it, she was completely against him. She even had a boyfriend who in a gang of rogues, but she left him out halfway through the series at the right point and then started to trust the rest of the women, that the nuns. And by the end of it, you had the five of them basically going against the monster, the big monster. But then they were left open with like, this big monster in the corner, don't they? Yeah. And there was another thing, another big, there was about three or four potential villains knocking around. And he didn't know who you could trust about each other, the five of them. And it finished off at a really good action point, so and it was good that to build that pace up like that, it took its time building. When it got going the last three episodes, it's by the end of it, you're sat there thinking at the end of it, I hope you can help you bring it back. If you don't, you're absolute bastards. So so uh, the ending for the boys then. Yeah, the boys it was like that. That sort of similar sort of mentality ending way. You leave it in a great ending. There's no no resolution. Yeah, and if, if you don't bring it back, I'm going to riot. Yeah, that's that sort of ending. You agree with him, Amanda? That's mm-hmm. what it was. They did it on that way on purpose, they did. But it had a really good ending. So. And it, I believe it has been renewed. has been renewed because the ratings were really good on it. So. But when you usually do when the series do endings like that, I think they're usually not fairly confident, aren't they, being going to get renewed? Well, you do them the streaming for, services. For Cursed, I th- one of the reviews I saw was. They're setting up a lot of things to do in season two that when they could do them now because you might not get a season two. Yeah, usually I prefer I prefer a like the, I prefer a season one like the boys or Warrior None or whatever that, that leave me wanting that season two rather than why 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 do you want me to watch that season two when you could just do it now. Yeah, it's a mistake sometimes to make when they spend first season some series. This from a writing perspective. And tell me, man, if you agree with this, you're a novelist. Yeah. Um, when you're doing the first part of a series, how much setup is there or how much you jump into? I just kind of write it as I go along. I don't really follow it. And then I just link it all together afterwards. <laughs> and hope. And, and make, try and make it look like I knew what I was doing all along. Well, it's like uh, Chris <laughs> Nolan said with... Um, Batman begins in Dark Knight. You set up things, but you don't. But you don't do everything. You leave stuff for your first film, but you don't do everything. You set up things, but you uh, pay some of them off in the first film. Yeah, no, I agree. Instead I... of leaving them all for the second one, because you might not get one. Yeah, that's why I say it's, it's how they do believe the things ending. And then with the second one, you can sort of hit the ground running immediately. Yeah, wait a say. So, yes, a funny one, isn't it? So, wait a say so. Right, guys and girls, that's it for TV viewing. Next time, who knows? We shall be back shortly. Say bye, Michael. Bye, Michael. Bye, Michael. <laughs> bye, Michael. <laughs> See you all soon, guys and girls. Take care. Stay bye. safe.